Okay, back we are on the GM uh, report to the listeners, and uh, I'm happy to have uh, my uh, next guest here, uh, Carolyn Vermont. And, uh, you know, I was um, looking, I, I've, I've, I've known Carolyn for a number of years, and uh, I see her at uh, so many events. And now I know why, because I did a little bit of uh, uh, investigating, and I you have you are an individual who has given back to so many communities. It, it is really remarkable. I mean, looking at at your your background, uh, I see that you were involved with the Urban Family Development Group for twenty one years, uh, president of the Bridgeport NAACP. For six years, you sat on boards like uh, Connecticut Against Gun Violence for eight years, St. Vincent's Hospital for five years, Board of Trustees of Fairfield University for six years. So, I mean, we're not just talking about one community. It's communities, you know, in plural. And and I really commend you on that. And that's uh, you're the kind of person that we love to bring in to WPCAN because we are a community radio station that we have also a lot of communities that we serve. And uh, it, it, it gives me a real pleasure to uh, introduce you as the new CEO, relatively new CEO of uh, Habitat uh, for Humanity for uh, Coastal Fairfield County. And uh, welcome to WPKN. Thank you, Steve. Yeah. Thank you so much for the invitation. Well, um, I've had a chance, I think I had a chance maybe about eight eight years ago or so, um, I uh, I brought your current development director in, I think, and, and maybe a predecessor. We talked a little bit about uh, um, Habitat for Humanity because it's obviously, it's, uh, it's a very, uh, you know, meaningful nonprofit. It's a very large nonprofit. And so I thought it would be a good time for us to come back and revisit now that you are uh, the CEO and talk a little bit about, um, you know, the mission of what you are doing as an organization and, of course, it's against this backdrop of, uh, you know, the first thing I thought about over the weekend is when I heard that uh, Jimmy Carter had decided to, you know, stop uh, any medications and he's been hospice. And I, I thought to myself that, well, it's ironic because I know that I, I, I'm pretty sure that, that Habitat for Humanity was one of his charities that he really spent a lot of time on. I, mean, I could be wrong. but No, I, no, uh, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, and as the Habitat family, we continue to lift President Carter up in prayer. So it was back in 1976 where uh, President Carter started the uh, Jimmy and Rosalind work project. And so they really dedicated their time, mm, wow. their talent, yeah. their treasure to Habitat. Yeah. And with him just being such an icon, he was able to attract a lot of people to get involved with Habitat, with our build sites, to make um, contributions for the good of the organization. Mm -hmm. So usually, as soon as you say Habitat, people associate it with yeah, Jimmy Carter. Right. As a matter of fact, some people think he was the founder, hmm. but it was actually uh, Millard and Linda Fuller who were the founders. Yeah. Where did it start? What what uh, what city or what what state? Uh so Habitat, um, actually, I just misspoke. It was 1984 that the mm -hmm. Carters got involved. Okay. But Habitat um, started in 1979 in America's Georgia. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that was uh, obviously 
his home state. So, yes, yeah. yes, okay. yes, yes. So coming back to uh, Connecticut, uh, you know, talk about some of the projects uh, that you've been involved with and, and some of the challenges perhaps, I mean, with uh, all the raw materials that have probably become much more expensive in terms of building these houses. But talk about, you know, the genesis. Like what 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 is the what do you guys do in terms of because I think a lot of people they know that you somehow build houses, but probably don't know all the different uh you know, some of the background. Yes. Yeah. So we build homes, affordable homes for low income working families. Mm-hmm. Most recently we dedicated our two hundred and seventy ninth home since we started back in nineteen eighty five. Wow, that's good. And the way the process goes, we take applications. As a matter of fact, just this past Saturday, we were at the Bridgeport Library downtown uh, where we presented a workshop for over 100 interesting um, folks that you know wanted to learn more about Habitat. And so from that, we'll accept their applications if they qualify and qualify, meaning that uh, we look at their living conditions right now, you know, if they're living in substandard housing, if they're living in a apartment where there's overcrowding because mm-hmm. you're hearing so many families now moving in with other families. So once we go through that process and we have a family selection committee that goes out and interview the families. And so once we accept them in the home ownership program, it takes about a year before they get a home. Uh, they have to go through a year of workshops um, budgeting, financial literacy, conflict resolution, how to be a good neighbor, and mm. many other workshops. And they also have to put in what's called sweat equity hours. They have mm. to help build their homes. Yeah. And so a family may need to put in 200 sweat mm. equity hours, and they don't have to do it by themselves. They can invite family yeah, and friends. Yeah, that's a wonder, wonderful concept, though, isn't yes, it? Yes, yes. Everybody to help out. working together. Like yes, that, and know. so once, um, you know, they put in their hours and go through all their workshops, then uh, we usually have a hot mm. house, yeah. you know, three or four right. brand new yeah. uh, bedroom home uh, for them to move into. Now, how do you how do you fund all the activities? I mean, what you know, in terms of... Uh, I know that I, I think you're coming up on Thursday, you're going to be part of the giving day. I, I, I was saying earlier that uh, as a nonprofit, I think you're probably uh, certainly looking forward to some uh, uh, some movements there, some donations. Absolutely. Uh, but uh, do you have a lot of in-kind stuff, a lot of in-kind kind of uh, construction type of, uh, of donations and... Uh, Abs- yes, uh, we do. So we are looking forward to Thursday. You know, Fairfield County Community Foundation, I believe it's their last given day yeah. that they're having their final one. Oh, they're not going to do it again? From what I understand, oh, no, this wow. will be the okay. last one. Um, that's, that's surprising. Yes, yes. I think, you know, hmm. they do have a new president, CEO now. Yeah, and so right. um, I think they're making some changes and we'll be doing uh, some things differently. Oh, okay. But all to benefit. Yeah. You yeah. know, the community also. Mm-hmm. Um, so you talk about materials. Yeah. Since COVID started, the price of materials have uh, increased. Uh, there was a time where it was hard to get materials. So now we can still get the material that we need. Um, but the prices are still much higher yeah. than they used right. to be. And um, 
Do you have cent- central bind? Like, for example, how many uh, how many related habitats are there in the in the U.S.? Uh, there must so in the U.S. Yeah. There's approximately um, one thousand okay. habitats. Yeah. So I was recently in uh, D.C. for Habitat on the Hill, mm. opportunity to meet with the lawmakers wow. there. Yeah, so we had um, habitats from the United States. Uh, we had Hawaii there, um, Puerto Rico, which, you know, all part of the United States. Mm-hmm. But it was just wonderful to have so many um, habitats. We call them affiliates yeah. instead of, you know, habitat organizations. Sure. It was just wonderful. Nothing to like, have you know, so you many. get all the best practices and what's working and other ideas for fundraising and, and uh, other, you know, just ways of doing, doing other businesses, you know, where you can all get together uh, with, a, with a common, common focus. And yeah, that must be quite a, quite an event. Absolutely. Is it a yearly event then? Always it in is DC? yearly yeah. Habitat on the Hill. Yeah. Uh, last two years it was virtual yeah, due to COVID. Right. So it was great to yeah. come back together. Um, so I had a chance to sit down, you know, go to the offices of um, Senator Murphy, Senator Blumenthal, Congressman yeah. Himes. We're so uh, lucky to have such good oh, yes. folks, too, down in D.C., yes. right? And fortunately, um, even, you know, going to their offices, meeting with their staff about our needs in D.C., yes, we're mm, fortunate yeah. to have a great relationship with them right here. Now, you have a gala coming up. We I do. Would, so I guess that comes back to some funding and especially local funding. Uh, what uh, what do you usually end up doing? I see something about April Fool's Masquerade Ball. Now that sounds interesting. Yes. So April 1st, yeah. um, it will be at the Woodway Country Club in Darien mm-hmm. from uh, 630 to 11 o'clock. And um, it's April 1st. So I figure... What a great day for, yeah, it, for a masquerade right. ball. <laughs> yeah, I'm just thinking of uh, what's going on, you know, around the world now with uh, Mardi Gras. So uh, exactly. you know, it's uh, yes. kind of uh, appropriate. Yes. Yeah. So uh, we have two major fundraisers per year, our annual gala mm-hmm. and then our golf tournament. Okay. So that obviously is in the summer. Uh, what's a good way for our listeners uh, to... Uh, find out about Habitat for Humanity of Coastal Fairfield County. Not only, not only just the, uh, about the uh, the gala coming up in in uh, on April Fool's Day, but also just in general. You know, if they want to try to get involved in some capacity or make a donation or, uh, you know, what would be the sure you know? um, habitatcfc.org. Okay. Again, habitatcfc.org. And we're always, always looking for volunteers. I we, bet, yeah. We cannot do the work that we do right. without volunteers. What are some of the real big needs for volunteers? Are there any particular trades that, uh, you know, obviously carpenters would be in high demand, I would think, but electricians and uh and, and other types of, I don't know, IT people that uh, have to get involved as well? And so there's a volunteer opportunity for everyone. Yeah. We have um, heard of uh, people that say, you know what, I don't know anything about carpentry. And we're like, that's okay. We have um, our construction department. They mm. will teach you. It may be a day of just painting uh, panels, um, but people come in with no experience uh, but our staff teach them. And um, and if somebody does have experience in construction, that's even better. Yeah. But we'll, we'll accept all volunteers. Good. 
Well, we've been talking with uh, Carolyn Vermont, who's the CEO of uh, Habitat for Humanity. And uh, thank you so much for coming in. And we'll be uh, what I'd like to have you do at some point is we'll have you come back and do an evergreen, uh, a, a what we call an evergreen PSA. Something that just talks about, uh, in, you know, we can put in rotation. There's no date-specific thing. We can certainly talk a little bit about the gala as well. Uh, but once the gala is finished, something that uh, we'll also be able to use in rotation with all the other nonprofits that we like to do pro bono PSAs with. So, oh, uh, and you, love we'd that. love to have you voice that. That usually is how it works. So. Yeah, we would love that. Thank you Great. so much Thank, for that offer. Yes, you have. We're going to play a little track and come right back with our final guest. Thanks again, Carolyn. You're welcome. <laughs> 